Hey, Race to Rise fam. We're Rhonda and Renee, and we are back with a dose of R&R. Happy February. We hope everyone has been having an amazing Black History Month, but also keep keeping healthy and well and safe wherever you are in the world tuning in. Absolutely. You know, uh, obviously it's Black History Month for those in the U.S. and Canada, and for our listeners in the UK, the Netherlands, and Ireland, Black History Month is observed and celebrated in October. Um, this is one of my favorite times of the year because it's a time for us to honor the past, celebrate our progress, and for us to build in our future. Absolutely. And I really love the fact that being abroad, we get to celebrate it twice. Yeah. So we get to celebrate it at full force in October, and we get to celebrate it again in February. And, you know, something that we talk about all the time is why do we feel constricted to only celebrate our Black excellence once or twice a year? And so what I've been pushing even on my Instagram post is hashtag Black History 365. We have to get to a place where we're acknowledging our excellence and our achievements and our accomplishments all year round. Yeah, totally. I mean, I know it's a bit controversial, but I kind of do look forward to a day where our history is being discussed and taught more broadly, because I, I mm -hmm. think sometimes when it's anchored to a month, it comes across as it being like a niche history. And I think Black history yep. is history, period. And it's a part, we're a part of society. And I think society benefits from knowing all key mm -hmm. players that have contributed um, to society at a better cause. Like there's so many things that we've done for the culture and, and for the wider society that I'm like, why is it anchored to a month? And why don't we just right. look at it holistically? And also just to America, right? Because sometimes, you know, I keep seeing throughout the month of February uh, posts that say black history is American history, black history is American history. And I'm like, no, actually it's global history. It's world yes. history. We are worldwide. Like you can go as far as Asia and go, you know, centuries, decades, however far back. I mean, people were moving around the world and have made impact and, and as you said, been integrated in, in various communities. So we need to be able to celebrate thoroughly and expansively. And I think the other thing that makes me think about Black History Month is I remember when I was a kid, I remember back in the day when, I don't know how it was in Miami, but oh my gosh, it's Black History Month. So you would learn about Black History Month in social studies class, which I guess was like, so you know, history class in elementary school. And the teacher would roll in like that big old cart with the big old TV on it. Mm -hmm. And you might watch a few movies. So I think we watched like, you know, the autobiography of Miss Jane Pittman. I think we saw, you know, some of the, you know, kid friendly clips from the color purple, maybe. Uh, but that was it. You yeah. didn't really see or understand anything else. We probably watched a clip of I Have a Dream speech by Martin Luther King Jr., but everything has been so rooted in terms of the way we as black people even understand our black history in struggle and pain in, and those things are important. We, we do need to remember and understand it and acknowledge that there has been a fight and a struggle from slavery straight through desegregation. But what I've noticed as I've gotten older is we were never taught black bliss. We weren't taught black joy. We weren't taught that there were kingdoms way before slavery that existed that were thriving, that there were wealthy, wealthy Africans. And we weren't taught any of this. Like if you go on Netflix right now, I think they've had to change their tune a bit because in years past, anything around black history was simply around slavery movies. Again, fine to educate, but we need movies that uplift us and show us as entrepreneurs, as sports heroes, as 
educators we need girl i need all the no, black totally. lists I <laughs> um, it's funny you say that because when it comes to slave movies that's kind of one of the reasons why nev just won't watch slave movies because he's like i can't like mm. we know the story we know how it ends and you know anything where we're depicted in a different light he's all about but he yep. just not watch slave films regardless of how well written they are like one of my favorite things are is 12 years a slave like i thought it was just a brilliant film i actually read the book yeah. about solomon northrup like it was just a powerful story, but Nev was just like, no, nah, not interested. Um, and so I think, yeah, I think, you know, when I go through my history and I read this book with Chloe, just about the 50 cool um, black people who shaped the world from all walks of life, right? And one of the things that I came across, you know, was just like, I didn't know about Stevie Wonder, for example, like I'm a huge Stevie Wonder hmm. fan. No joke. Same girl. On my bucket list. I want to see him. I'm actually pissed because he actually was in London a few years ago and I didn't spend the hundred plus pounds to see him because I was like, oh, Glastonbury was only a hundred pounds back. to see so many artists and he'll be back. Now, fast forward, we're going through this pandemic. I don't know what music concerts will look like nowadays. I reckon it's going to be much smaller and the tickets will be harder to come by, right? That's what I think. And he's also aging. And he's also aging. But... I didn't know that he was uh, the first black artist to win a Grammy for album of the year for 1973's Inner Visions, but the first and only musician to win album of the year with three consecutive studio albums. Not surprised. I love me some, I have Stevie Wonder on vinyl. So oh, wow. you, know, you know, once you made it to vinyl, I'm a fan. Um, yeah but look at that accomplishment and we don't you know we and don't, we know, don't it. know about it because we always talk about like the same individuals and I mean always we got to pay homage and honor the past but I'm like there's so many nuggets right like you know you and I were talking about hairdresser Christina M. Jenkins who was credited with inventing the weave also known as a sew-in mm -hmm. how many times I get my sew-ins done I had no idea that it was girl Someone in our a lot of us got to tip our hat off to her. I mean, I don't wear weeds, but I know people who do. So salute her. Yeah, I wear a modification of the sewing called a crochet. But <laughs> the point is, like, I didn't know that she was an inventor of like a protective hairstyle. And I just think, you know, I mean, there's so many things like that. I mean, the stoplight, the refrigerated truck. So you wouldn't be able to get your produce delivered to you by, you know, Sainsbury's if it wasn't for that. The sanitary napkin, the light bulb you know the filament that goes within the light bulb that makes it work black man we don't think about these things because we weren't taught to celebrate them and i would love to come to a point and as a mom i'm sure you would as well where chloe's education because my big thing is it's not part of the education system anywhere i've ever lived mm -hmm. and whereas i don't expect it to be part of the educational system in hong kong and in asia and it should be to be fair I would expect more from the UK yeah. and from Europe. And it's just, when will there be a day? Like, can you envision five, six years from now, Chloe sitting in first grade and she's coming home and telling you things about black history that she doesn't even, that you wouldn't have even been taught, right? Yeah. So when will it be integrated through our education system so that not only black children are learning it, everyone is learning it. If I had to learn about Christopher Columbus, the Nina, the Pinta and the damn Santa Maria. And I know the song, I know the year he landed and quote unquote discovered things. If I had to learn all of that about an Italian, 
and it's ingrained in you to the point where you were singing little songs about it. You were drawing boats and pinning them to the walls in class for like a bulletin board. Why weren't we learning about other things? Well, I mean, that's a very good question. I just wonder with the movements such as Black Lives Matter and Hashtag Me Too, both social movements founded by Black women, I just wonder in the lights of 2020 with the George Floyd, Breonna mm -hmm. Taylor, Ahmed Aubrey, that now this has kind of created an, a sense of urgency for people to be taking stock and really think about how diverse, to your point about educational curriculum or how diverse you know, yeah. uh, workforces are, especially in, in more senior roles. I'm hoping that now with social media and now where there's a genuine thirst of knowledge outside of mm -hmm. people's own domain, that it will be embedded because, you know, I think 2021 has been very special for me in a couple of ways. One, just being able to hold Chloe and literally watch Kamala Harris be sworn in. Like that was just mm -hmm. amazing, you know, to be at our age and to see like actually a fellow woman who is of Jamaican heritage, who is Southeastern, Southeast Asian, who went to historically black college and university. Now, if anyone has questions about the validity of historically black college and university, mm -hmm. I don't think you need to question that anymore, right? Mm -hmm. Because we got a vice president who is a proud alumnus from that. And so that was all, that was just really exciting, but also 2021, is also important to me because I am a certified public accountant and 2021 marks the 100th anniversary of John W. Cromwell Jr. He was the first black licensed certified public accountant and he got that in wow. 1921. And that was 25 years after the accounting profession was established or this license was established. And it took him, I mean, talk about tenacity because one of the challenges with and during his time when he wanted to be a certified public accountant was you need work experience. And right. obviously during that era, it was very challenging for him to get the experience despite yeah. him having the Intentionally. Right, and he taught himself accounting, right? And it wasn't until New Hampshire actually dropped the requirement for work experience that he was able to sit for the exam and get it. And yes, it's a hundred years later and we celebrate and we're grateful that we now have the opportunity to even enter into that profession. But to this day, guys, it's still less than 1% of all CPAs in the US where we have the data that are licensed CPAs. I have no idea. I can't imagine the number will be similar in the UK, right? It's just- very And I wonder what the number is for black women. Yeah. And you put that layer on top of that. If it's 1%, imagine what percentage of that is black. Less women. than 1%, too. Yeah. Less than 1%. But still, you know, 100 years, you know, it's great. I'm, I'm, I'm just in awe that, you know, despite it being 100 years later, that representation still matters. And we still need to make sure that yeah. we are exposing people. Because you and I always talk about, it's all about the exposure and the opportunity, right? And Absolutely. so continuing Absolutely. to use these platforms to educate and to promote so that eventually this won't be a thing where we're still like, wow. Yeah. I mean, the question has come up a few times. I've seen even Black people raise the question of, do we even need a Black History Month? Like, why are we 
feeding into a Black History Month when Black history needs to be incorporated, you know, 365 all year round. And there's part of me that agrees with that, but I also feel like there's a bit of a knee-jerk reaction. If we pull back from that and don't do anything as a way of revolutionizing it, my fear, and I know it's controversial, my fear is that it'll get to a place where it's not celebrated at all. Yeah. So I'm not saying to be complacent and accept, oh, we just get a month. But I'm saying in that month, we need to continue to your point to promote, to propel, to amplify, and to spread the, the rhetoric that yes, this needs to be done consistently. Yeah. All the organizations and corporations out there, you shouldn't just be looking to amplify your black talent in February or hint, hint in October in the UK. You know, all the um, you know, brands that are tapping Black influencers and Black entrepreneurs, Black caterers, Black writers, Black trainers, whatever it may be, don't just do it in February. Come March 1st, you better have those people lined up on payroll as well. Mm. So I think that personally for me, that's the message I want to push. You know, if someone reaches out to you during Black History Month to say, oh, you know, can you join this? Can you do this? Can you discuss this? My recommendation would say, you know, whether you're working independently or for an organization, absolutely happy to. And how are we planning to continue this relationship after the 28th of February? Yeah. And if that that organization can't answer that question and they haven't come with a plan, then you know the intentions are not pure. You know they're tokenistic and you need to question whether or not you, as a Black person sharing your joy, sharing your story, sharing your experience, sharing your perspective, need to be invested in them Mm. or not. No, totally. And it's funny, right? Because I remember when Stacey Dash, uh, you know, the actress who did Clueless. Oh, Lord, child. Listen, after Clueless, I was done. (laughs) No, but I I do remember, like, she got a huge ding for saying, like, why is there a Black History Month? You know, Black History Mm -hmm. Month should be that. And, you know, I, I look forward to a day where I think, you know, all of our history will be celebrated 365. But unfortunately, I know that things take time. And for that reason, I do still think we need a month to kind of anchor that and to bring yeah. people's attentions. But um, yep. a lot of my friends who are Black, who, you know, work in a corporate job, they find it exhausting um, at the end of the month because, you know, they yeah. have been given the responsibility to galvanize everyone, to get people to go to events and also to share their stories and live their truth. And, Sometimes at the end, they're like, wow, I feel exhausted and I'm not sure if I did much conversion. Mm. And why is it our duty to convert people to to educate themselves? Oh, girl, listen, we could have a whole nother episode on this. I need some water. I need to sip some water before I continue. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I feel like we were having the same conversation in June and July. And you would expect and anticipate after, you know, the tragedy of George Floyd, Ahmaud, Brianna, and, you know, really, really going hard all summer long that we would come to a place now where where hopefully Black people don't need to feel exhausted. Hopefully our allies are stepping up to actually say, oh, by the way, it's Black History Month. Like, what can I do as an ally And for now and beyond? You know, it has to be February and beyond. Totally, totally. I I hope that that's the case. I'll be very interested to see what 2022 looks like. Um, Mm. But I think, you know, the more we have these conversations, the more we kind of state what our wants are, the more I believe that the universe has to respond. 
but I definitely yeah. pray. I love that in my bones, sis. No, but it's true. Like I, I definitely hope and pray that we just kind of get out of this whole niche, uh, unique facts in case I'm at a pub quiz, as opposed to like, this is a part of the fabric of my society. That's the angle that I want us yes. to get to. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. I love that. You said it's beyond a pub quiz. That's so true. Yeah. I remember that's actually triggering. That's triggering such a memory for me. I remember, I remember one of my past jobs. Yeah. There was a pub quiz about black history month. And I remember everybody wanting me to be on their team. Uh, Are you serious? And uh, anyway, I won't even get into it. It was such a mockery. I think you know, I remember thinking, I remember speaking up about it towards the end because everyone was like a singer, a performer, and yeah. there's nothing wrong with that. So, but it was either entertainment or sports. Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that because that's what's in mainstream media. But I remember thinking to myself, like, like, what about politicians? What about educators? What about founders and entrepreneurs and inventors and business people? Nowhere yeah. on the list. Yeah. Or Nowhere accountant. on the list. Right. Or accountant, shout out to accountant, right? Shout out to accountant. So, and that was only, you know, that wasn't too long ago that I had this experience. So I also want us to continue to push and advocate. And that's what we use this platform for. We want to provide opportunity access exposure for black talent across all, you know, spectrums and all industries so that we're not limiting our black history and accomplishments to what, is only exposed and sensationalized in the media. Yeah. Like, I think it's so important that people understand that there's more to us outside of just being entertainers or sports stars. You know, we, I mean, that's why Hidden Figures was so important, right? Love that, that film. film. Love um, that film. Exactly. And so I just think it's very important that people understand like there are so many facets to our culture and I hope that with with the advancement of technology and YouTube and TikTok and Instagram and now Clubhouse is like we are now more equipped to kind of push the stories that we want to be heard like I think you know yes the big studios still have a place but yeah. I think with the smartphones and all these other platforms that we're now given an opportunity to see so many stories yeah. so that people can have more insight outside of the Jesse Owens, the Serena Williams, mm -hmm. right? The Gabby Douglas, right? Mm -hmm. There's just mm -hmm. so much more to us than what Absolutely. we've been traditionally fed. Absolutely. And there will be so much more, right? I think, you know, we had that episode where we talked about first and like when we will get to a point where yes, first are great. And these first accomplishments are fantastic. But will we get to a point where it's just the norm? And so my hope is that it's the same idea for Black History Month. Like we'll get to a place where it's talked about all the time because these things are just the norm. I mean, yeah. the other thing that I find really interesting is we know during this month, it's celebrated in Canada and the United States. And then we know, you know, in the fall, it's celebrated in the UK, the Netherlands. And I forgot, is it France? Ireland. Yeah. And then you think about these other countries where Black history and the Black population is so massive, and so rich, and has contributed so much to their societies and communities, and it's not celebrated at all. 
-hmm. in a formal sense of like, there's a month long recognition of the people, the progress, the accomplishments, et cetera. And I wonder, like, if you go to a France where the Black population is, is expansive, if you go to Brazil, where the majority of, you know, the population has Black roots, you know, if we go to these countries, like, are there, are they more progressive in terms, I mean, I'm just asking, but are they more progressive in terms of integrating Black history and Black culture? I don't think so. Like France, anybody in France on here, holler at us, let us know. Like, like, is it, I don't know. I've not been educated in France, but somewhere like France where there is a substantial, or Germany, well, Germany is a bit, a bit smaller in terms of their black population, but are they integrating black history into their curriculum mm. and giving black individuals platforms? I don't think so. I definitely don't think so for Brazil. Brazil got a history um, yeah, not I don't being as so. Afro Brazilians well at all. <laughs> so. I could I'm be wrong. Bit, I'm being a bit controversial by raising it to say, you know, in countries where we do have the population and we decide to recognize and celebrate, are we in fact more progressive than those who may not choose a month to celebrate it, but instead? Is a country like France finding other ways to recognize? I'm just curious. It's just out of curiosity. I think it's a great question. And I think each country is unique. Um, France has its issues. But to your point, those who live in France, please let us know otherwise. But from what I see, France has mm -hmm. room for improvement. Brazil mm -hmm. definitely has room for improvement. And quite frankly, the United States, with all of its accomplishments, has loads of room for improvement. I think we are still at a point where it's just trying to get people to bring us to a level playing field. And the reason why we're having this month is for people to understand our stories. I just yeah. want to get to a point where people just don't see our stories as a niche story. Like there are right. victories, there are tragedies and there's things in between. And I think yeah. everyone can learn from history, you know, and I, I myself want to learn about other people's history because I'm like, you know, I don't want to just be an expert in black history. I'd like to learn about other cultures because I think that's how you learn, right? You learn and history repeats itself. So the more you're informed, the more you can kind of see, oh, well, this was going to come anyways, because this is what's happened in the past. But no, I think, I think as a whole society has room to grow to, to truly make sure that stories are being told and stories are being received as opposed to this assumption that everything is monolithic. And I don't think it's for a few people to be the knowledgeable experts on that history. Yeah, the bearers. The bearers yeah. of it. Like, I love when people are like, well, Renee, did you know one, two, three? And I'm like, well, did you know ABC, right? Like I, yeah. not one person knows everything. But, um, you know, it's just not on our, it shouldn't be only on the Black population to be the expert when it comes to history. Exactly. Other, everyone needs to share, you know, in, in, in learning and understanding and educating. It, that is what history should be. Uh, something I wanted to point out is, you know, I went back, to, I'm going back to the Netflix comment as I stare at my screen with Amazon Prime ahead of me. And I just wanted to share just a couple of my favorite films yeah. that, you know, exude like black love and black positivity. 
So if you are like Nev and you don't want to watch, you know, 12 Years a Slave and you don't necessarily want to, you know, you want to watch some joy and positivity and Black people just doing their thing and just being happy. Um, I personally love like a coming to America. I think it's super mm -hmm. light, super funny. And they're coming out with um, part two, uh, I think part it's six. the next week or so. Yep, uh, love Jones. Yeah, exactly. Love Jones is one of my favorite films mm -hmm, like classic. of all time. I love Love Jones. I love Love and Basketball. I love The Best Man. And look, listen, there is struggle represented and, and presented in some of these films, whether it's about Black love or Black friendship, you know, et cetera. But if you want just, just fun and light yeah. and to watch Black people on screen excelling, Crooklyn is another one of my absolute mm. favorite films, likely. Um, of all time, like some of these films are just, if you just want to to really have a, just a nice light evening, but understand like when I watch Crooklyn, Crooklyn took place in Brooklyn, um, Spike Lee film, you know, I, I would say it's probably late eighties, early nineties. And I feel at home when I watch it. Yeah. You know, you get to see the kids go to the corner store, you're seeing them scrap on the street, you see them talking about their Air Jordans and you get to see a family like, embracing one another and going through hardships but doing it together so mm -hmm. just wanted to share some of those because as I said in the beginning we have to embrace black bliss as well totally um I would say my top five black films would be I mean color purple is just classic so that's number mm -hmm. one I actually really like Tyler Perry's film why did I get married I just think it's a really Girl. good film I watched that so many times <laughs> yeah I watched it a lot I love the Best Man and The Best Man Holiday. Uh, huge crush on Morris Chestnut. Just think he's beautiful. Um, <laughs> and the last one is Waiting to Exhale. Like that film mm. is for anyone, regardless of where you are on Walk of Life. Like one of my friends, she's much younger than me and she was going through a breakup. And I was like, girl, you need to watch Waiting to Exhale. And this is when I knew I dated myself. And she's like, what's Waiting, what's waiting to Exhale? And I was like, what? No, no. Classic. Like you have to watch this. No, what? Yeah, I felt so old. But yeah, I've watched Waiting to Exhale oh. so many times after breakups. Like that is the best film to watch after a bad breakup, by the way. Um, mm -hmm. I'm mm -hmm. saying that, but it's true. Um, so yeah, I think, mm -hmm. I think I agree. There's so much content and um, just books. Like I just love to read. I don't get to read as much as I want to. And the books I read nowadays are about child weaning and, you know, <laughs> seven spiritual laws, uh, success for parenting. But, you know, I think there's so many authors like Tynisi Coates or yeah. Amanda Ngozi Adichie. Like those are yeah. some people I go to. Alpha Hearst, huge groupie, Akala, mm -hmm. Renietta Lodge. Like there's so many um authors out there that I hope outside of the hashtag movements that they get the commercial success that they deserve because their yes. content is just thorough. Agree, agree, agree. Well, y'all cozy up, you know, as we still in lockdown here in London, if you're in the US, I hear that some states are starting to open up uh, their, their indoor dining for a select percentage of people. But cozy up this weekend with a good book, with a good vinyl record, with a good film, and enjoy the last few days of Black History Month. But know that it's only the beginning of what will be an ongoing celebration all year round. And yeah, just continue to self-educate and practice self-love and self-care.
Yeah, absolutely. So I hope everyone stays safe. And again, remember that we believe Black history is a time to honor the past, celebrate the progress and build on the future. So remember that everyone's race is different, but we want you to stay the course, keep running your race and you will rise to the top. Till next time. Till next time. Bye. Bye-bye.